Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm all right. On the Rob Dibble Show with Ben Darnell on your afternoon drive. John Gallo on the ones and twos. We appreciate you keeping us on the air. One of our favorite guests, Cam Rogers, does a uh, Tiger Woods podcast. Talks about golf. And you can find that podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. And Cam joins us on the Rob Dibble Show hotline. Cam, let's start with, uh, okay, normally you play the Masters in April, but because of the pandemic, it was pushed back to November. Does the November conditions favor Tiger Woods at all? Yeah, you know, I think it certainly favors the Bombers. Uh, Typically, the Bombers play well at Augusta National, being a par 72, four par fives, eagle opportunities. You're not going to get a lot of roll thanks to this rain that's coming up, so it's going to be all carry off the tee. As for Tiger Woods and his chances, well, I think he should fare solidly. He knows the course like the back of his hand. He's played it in different conditions before, and especially in sloshy, soggy conditions. So I actually am more optimistic about Tiger's chances this week as compared to the U.S. Open, the PGA Championship, solely because of his course knowledge, his course history, which is elite. It does not compare to anybody else in this field. And, of course, being the defending champion, he just made it happen. He can totally make it happen this week, even though the form isn't as good as it was coming in last year. So as the champion, he got to pick the menu for the dinner they had to kick off the week. Do you know exactly what was on that menu, Cam? Yeah, so it was a little bit of a chicken fajita type situation, and then combining that with a, uh, with some sushini and sushini something like yeah, sushini, I believe yeah. so. Sushi. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, it's kind of like different. Stuff. He's covering different areas of the world, I guess you could say, in terms of his menu. Uh, And then he has some sort of chocolatey dessert. Let me tell you, I am a more healthy eater, so I probably would not be eating many of that. Although if Tiger put it on my plate and gave it to me, I probably would eat it regardless of my dietary restrictions. But, uh, you know, the menu is certainly better than, you know, I think Patrick Reed's was like fried chicken and, you know, like food that really isn't all that healthy for you. Uh, But for Tiger, you know, he had some... Real upscale stuff with the chicken fajitas and uh, the sushini and whatnot. So, Talking to Cam Rogers, he does the Tiger Woods podcast on the Believe Network. Um, I was reading up on, on the Masters and Augusta. The only like active player, and I don't know if you consider Jack Nicholas active, but he's the only member at Augusta. Would Tiger or any of these other players, if they were offered, uh, want to become members? Do they love the course that much? Yeah, I think it's something to definitely ponder. I think Tiger Woods would totally keep it in his mind. I mean, the guy choked up during his press conference yesterday when he was talking about his win last year. You don't see that very often from him, even though now he's more open with the media. He shows his emotions a little bit more than he did, say, in the early 2000s. But to see that from him was quite a moment. 
And I think he really does indeed hold this tournament really close to his vest and really uh, cherishes it. You think about 2010, for example, guys, when he was coming back from the scandal and what have you, that long layoff from the game, and his first tournament back was the Masters. And what did he do? Finished tied for fourth. And he had no business playing well that week. I mean, nobody had expectations for him. And there he was, you know, a factor on Sunday afternoon. So I think certainly uh, he would accept an offer like that. I mean, I think you'd be a little crazy not to. It certainly is a nice little resume booster, although he doesn't need that. But, you know, it is a nice little add-on. Is there any ancillary drama going on, especially with old Bryson DeChambeau, the U.S. Open champion, who's really had a great year in 2020, and he's, he's played almost every single tournament. There has been some back and forth with him and other players, but even Tiger, mm-hmm. right? And then Brooks, is Brooks Brooks going to be here or not? Brooks is here? Oh, man. I love it when <laughs> Brooks and Bryson and Tiger get together. Is there any drama that we should know about his fans? You know, drama is a relative term when we're talking about golf because it's a very buttoned up and fancy sport. You don't see a lot of back and forth in terms of jarring, if you will. But if we were to point out perhaps some point of contention, Brooks and Bryson would be that. Bryson is really stealing all of the headlines. And Brooks is one of those guys who reads the social media, the tweets, the posts, the IG stories. He wants to be talked about. And we're talking about Bryson more than Brooks at this point here at the Masters. Of course, DeChambeau is the favorite this week as well. So that's something that Brooks really doesn't uh, like to too much. And he will mouth off a little bit here and there. Nothing like directly at Bryson. He's not adding him on Twitter or anything like that. But a lot of subtweeting and, you know, under-the-radar stuff from Brooks Kepka. Here's my dream scenario. Those two are in the final pairing on Sunday afternoon. And then right after that, it's Tiger and Phil. That would be uh, headlines yeah. galore. <laughs> Cam, as far as Dustin Johnson, he got shut down for a couple of weeks with COVID-19. He's the hottest golfer in the past year. What, What do you expect him to do with the Masters? I like him a lot, guys. I mean, like I mentioned, it's going to be a soggy Augusta National, so you have to really just pound the ball, and it's going to be all carry, no roll, and Dustin Johnson does it with the best of them, and he is coming into this tournament number one in the field in strokes gained approach within the last 24 rounds. So basically, his iron game is hot. We know what he can do with his driver. All that's missing, really, is his putter, and if he can just be field average with his putter, knowing that everything else is really, really good, He should be putting on the green jacket on Sunday afternoon. He's number two on my list, so I have one guy above him in terms of my power rankings. But DJ will certainly be a factor come this Sunday afternoon. And he played well last week, by the way, at the Houston Open. So he is riding some momentum in regard to finishing position as well. I heard a stat this morning that the the past winners of this tournament all lead the field when it comes to percentage of hitting greens and putting mm. for birdies. And, you know, that's obvious to tell on most courses. If you, if you lead the field in that, you're going to be successful. But with the bad weather and everything coming on, are there areas where you can be off, where you can be a Bryson DeChambeau or even Phil Mickelson and be 50 yards away from fairway and still come out of the woods? or with the weather and fall golf here for the Masters? Is that out of the question this year? Yeah, you know, typically at Augusta, you can miss more fairways than 
typical at a major championship. You have to hit the fairways at the U.S. Open. You have to hit the fairways at PGA Championships, especially when the rough is as long as it has been in recent years. But at Augusta, there is room for error. I mean, Phil has won the Masters before missing fairways and saving himself with his short game and his elite wedge game. So, you know, Bryson DeChambeau just says, forget about the angles. I'm going to do whatever I want. And, you know, he's slightly off the fairways here and there, and maybe he's in the woods a little bit. He's a bit of an escape artist himself. So he's not too, too worried about that. And I think it is something worthy of pondering about missing fairways too much because you don't want to be hitting it all over the lot. I'm definitely not saying that, but you can bleed a little bit here and there off the tee and save yourself still uh, because the greens are going to be pretty receptive. So if you're hitting long shots into the greens, it's going to be a little bit easier to get the ball close because of not so much bounciness, if you will, on these greens. What do you think of Patrick Reed, 2018 Masters champion? What do you think of uh, his chances of winning the tournament? Yeah, I like him a lot. He's inside my top 10 this week, flying under the radar. He's not going to have the big crowds with him in a non-pandemic world. He doesn't have the fan base that, say, Phil, Spieth, or Tiger have. But he is playing some really solid golf. And you want to talk about an elite short game. Patrick Reed has it. And I know I talked about the Bombers this week, right, guys? But, I mean, the first page of the leaderboard is not going to be bomber after bomber after bomber. You're going to have some short game artists like a Jason Day or perhaps a Patrick Reed. So I think he is certainly going to be a factor this week. You mentioned it, 2018 champion, so he knows how to get around here. And something tells me that he's going to like not having patrons this week because Patrick Reed has been the subject of, shall we say, some jawing from the crowds in recent tournaments in recent years. So I think he's going to like the silence a little bit, and it'll be interesting to see how he performs at Augusta here in 2020 in November. Yeah, how about the timeline? Just the Masters in November. Usually this is in April, and we it kind of kicks off the summer tour of the PGA. But Dustin yeah. Johnson win the FedEx Cup standings, the FedEx Cup championship. I love how that format is, and it feels like that now is the end of a regular, normal, typical PGA year. But with the Masters where it is and the success of everyone else, is Dustin Johnson proven he's had the best year, or is there there's still something left to prove here in the Masters. If Bryson wins or if someone else wins, maybe they get the crown for best of 2020. Yeah, you know, I think Justin Thomas has an argument as well. If Brooks can put on the green jacket on Sunday, we're certainly going to be talking about him. I think Dustin Johnson has just been unbelievable this year. And look, he had some bad spurts as well. I believe he didn't uh, do too too well before winning at the Travelers, right? right? I mean, he, he was uh, shooting 80 or something like that. So it was, you know, a couple of peaks and valleys uh, at that point in time, but then he really started to find his stride toward the end of the summer. So, look, Dustin Johnson, I think, is certainly going to have an argument as the best player here in 2020, but Justin Thomas is right there. And let me tell you, uh, with the Masters being in November – you know, it's going to be a really interesting storyline, the media gymnastics, if you will, because you have CBS and its obligations with the NFL on Sunday afternoon. And the final round is supposed to finish by the late window of NFL games. But if we have rain tomorrow, you know, it's something to monitor about the delays and all that. So certainly will be an interesting week from uh, a timeline standpoint as well. Yeah. Cam, great insight. Thank you so much for your time, buddy. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Love joining you as always, and uh, we'll chat soon. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.